Welcome back to another episode of Faith on the Go podcast. This episode is from December 24th, 2023, the fourth Sunday of Advent. This morning service was the end of Advent and later in the day started the Nativity of our Lord. We also welcome Nancy Draybot, who is our guest harpist. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Our first reading comes to us from the book of 2 Samuel, the seventh chapter. Instead of David's building a house or temple for God, God promises to establish David's house or dynasty forever. Centuries later, after the Babylonian exile, no king sat on the throne. Even then, however, the people of Israel remembered his promise and continued to hope for a king, the Messiah, God's anointed. We read, Now when the king was settled in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about among all the people of Israel, did I ever add Did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now, therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may live in their own place and be disturbed no more. And evil doers shall afflict them no more as formerly, from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading comes to us from the book of Romans, the 16th chapter. Paul closes his letter to the Romans by praising God because in the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, God has revealed the promised divine plan of salvation for all humanity. Paul proclaims this gospel of Christ in order to bring about the obedience of faith among all nations. We read, Now to God, who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, 
but is now disclosed and through the prophetic writings is made known to all the Gentiles according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And you may be seated, and we will enjoy a harp anthem.
Please join with me in a word of prayer. God, we thank you that you are not only the maker of promises, but the keeper of promises for your faithfulness to your people Israel through generations, for your faithfulness to creation, to this world that you love, for the ways that you come to us, that you uh, give your steadfast love and faithfulness to all people, gathering us together um, to worship and praise you, to know the love that even conquers sin and death. Gather us in that power now this day as we celebrate with your people throughout the world um, your sharing of our humanity in your son Jesus. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Let the church say, amen. So we heard in the first reading today, the Lord will make you a house. The Lord will make you a house. We have the unique opportunity today of hearing both God's promise many centuries before the birth of Jesus of an eternal kingdom to his ancestor David and the fulfillment of that promise as we gather later this evening for Christmas Eve services. 1,000 years before the familiar Christmas story, God had established David as king over Israel. And today's first reading described his desire to build a house or a temple for God. Until then, Israel had carried the signs of God's covenant with them wherever they traveled in a vessel known as the ark, which was kept in a tabernacle or a tent, the dwelling of a nomadic people. As David became established and settled in a house, he also wanted to build a house for God. There's a play on words in this passage as house is used to describe a personal residence, a temple structure, and finally, in God's response to David, a dynasty. In an incisive reversal, God responded to David through the prophet Nathan that the creator of heaven and earth doesn't live in a house and never asked for one. Rather, God would establish David's house, or lineage, grounded in divine faithfulness and steadfast love. It reflects the peculiar tension of human nature between our desire to locate God and the ever-widening frontier of God's untamed and expansive nature. This tension led to another unexpected turn in today's gospel reading as Mary encountered the divine messenger, Gabriel. Long after David's time, after a divided kingdom, exile and return, generations of frustrated efforts to rebuild and a people dispersed through many nations, God sent a perplexing message to an unknown woman engaged to one of David's descendants. This was no famous royal family, as the Bible describes Mary and Joseph as of humble origin and modest means. Yet God now declared to Mary that the child she would conceive would receive David's throne and reign over the house of Jacob forever. It was a stirring reminder in the midst of 
all of the dispiriting and disheartening things that can afflict us, that nothing will be impossible with God. Although a rebuilt temple did sit in Jerusalem at that time, this different sense of God's dwelling revealed surprising aspects of human experience marked by transformation, renewal, and hope of God's coming to share our humanity. The stirring words of the Magnificat that we read in today's psalm recall the ancient words of Hannah, the mother of Samuel, who would eventually anoint David as king. They describe God at work in the lowly and the humble, disrupting the persistent dynamics that define our world of weakness and strength to reveal God's faithfulness for all people. Our tendency to locate God within our own familiar categories of establishment, power, and status was upended by God's arrival in the most unexpected and yet familiar of ways through the birth of a child. This is the lineage bequeathed to Madison Elizabeth Stelter and her family today. A royal lineage, not dependent on bloodline or status, but on God's faithfulness and steadfast love, realized anew in every generation. Jesus came to share the kingdom of God, first realized in the covenant with Israel, now shared freely with all who are joined in his victory over sin and death. As the Apostle Paul put it, this is good news now made known to all the Gentiles to bring about the obedience of faith. It does not depend on institutions, buildings, ancestry, status, ethnicity, nationality, or any other category that we might come up with. Rather, this is the initiative of God, whose love for the world is realized amid the circumstances of your life, of ordinary people touched by a love beyond imagining, but also uniquely shaped to each person's story. It is the story of Mary and the mystery of Jesus' birth, but it is also your story and that of every family where Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, comes to dwell. It is a story now shared by Madison, Elizabeth, and her family joined to Jesus' death and resurrection and sharing his eternal reign of love. Amen.